Tuesday night and we are live. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. And we are unburdened <laughs> by what has been. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what, do you remember what, what is it? Unburdened by? I can't remember what it was. I know. I know, but it's unburdened. Uh, I'm burned by something like where we have been to where I can't remember. It's too stupid to pay attention to. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Just a couple of comments on a couple of things in case you're wondering why isn't this on the podcast tonight where you saw that Trump was quote unquote found guilty. It's a civil case, civil case where he was sued for the defamation and the sexual battery of the woman that he's never met before in his life. Just that should sound eerily familiar to you, which is the reason why I've jumped Brett Kavanaugh's case ever since Christine Blasey Ford, because they're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. This is what this is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter whether DeSantis or Trump, Tom, you're just trying to ride the fence. I'm not. I will tell you definitively on this podcast who I'm supporting. Right now, I'm supporting Trump over everybody else. DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. And even if DeSantis was announcing right now, I'd st- still lean towards Trump until, until I saw them debate. But my point in all this is until all this stuff is fixed, and in order to fix it, you gotta fight it. It's not just gonna go away. You're not going. You're not going to humiliate the left into stopping. You're not going to logic the left into stopping. You're not going to show the hypocrisy of the left to get them to stop. They don't care about any of those things. They don't care about being humiliated. They don't care about their hypocrisy being exposed. They don't care. Basically, what you do is ignore them and defeat them simultaneously. That's what you do. So back to Trump. Trump Trump was found guilty of defamation and um, like a a sort of a sexual battery sort of situation with this woman that, again, he's never truly met. I think he's acknowledged being in the same room with her, but he's never really met her. And going back to Christine Blasey Ford, because you see, they didn't want Brett Kavanaugh to be on the Supreme Court, so what did they do? Go find another Anita Hill. So we got Anita Hill, and then and then you got Christine Blasey Ford, and whatever. I don't even want to know who this woman's name is. I don't really care. And she is an absolute freak, just like Christine Blasey Ford. So they Trump, they find another one. They dra- you know, pull, lift up a rock and find the latest roach to come out and testify in unprovable fashion that they've been sexually battered by somebody. There's no way to prove it. The woman doesn't even know the time that it happened. Again, just like Christine Blasey Ford didn't know address, date, time, and not one of her witnesses verified her story. They're going to continue to do this over and over again. Why? And listen, I'm a big Clarence Thomas fan. I'm a marginal Brett Kavanaugh fan. Sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. But in... What did Clarence Thomas do to Anita Hill? Nothing. She went out and perjured herself in felonious fashion over and over and over and over again. And what did he do? Nothing. Now I'm just going to move on with my life. Okay, it's great that you moved on with your life, except now you've, you've allowed the precedent to stand. Whether it works or not, you have like what they did to Bork, worked that time. But then, of course, so then they bring out the same tactic again to Brett Kavanaugh because Clarence Thomas didn't do anything. Brett Kavanaugh doesn't do anything to Christine Blasey Ford. You're like, do anything? What do you mean? Sue them for defamation into oblivion. Now, if I was to guess, 
Trump may do something here. This woman will never receive her money, but she is a Democratic Party operative. I, I invite you to go to John Ziegler's Twitter page. He outlines why this woman's claim is nefarious on a very, very good day. It's just bold-faced lies is what it is, of course. she Right when she brings up this, uh, this uh, false story, the exact same false story was on one of the television dramas, which, by the way, is exactly what they do with the collusion hoax. The exact same names, the exact same formula for the collusion hoax was, was used on John McCain. And then John McCain ushers the next collusion hoax to... John Brennan and the CIA, actually, hand, not to the CIA, to the FBI, to James Comey and the FBI. It's it just, I mean, it's the same tactic over and over again. In, until these tactics are defeated, we're not going to win. They have to be defeated. They have to be confronted. But what happens is every time we get some sort of narrow victory, oh, now we own the house, everybody just forgets about what has already happened. With, with, with notable exceptions. Like the Matt Gateses of the world, the MTGs of the world, the James Comers of the world, people like that are, who are legitimate conservative fighters, they don't forget. And that you know Jim Jordan, where you have the weaponization of government subcommittee now, that's good. But these people need to be brought to need to be brought to task. Just as an example, Anheuser Busch and Fox, if they were normal day to day businesses. They didn't have a heritage value of many, many decades. They'd be going out of business right now. Fox is losing in every demographic now. Not just the eight to nine where Tucker was. You're like, Tom, what is your point? I'll get to the point. I'm just giving you numerous examples of how you fight and win. Fox is losing in every demographic, not just eight to nine where Tucker was. Tucker just came out. Tucker's going to be live on Twitter. I'm assuming that it's a multi-million dollar deal with with Elon, I don't know that, but Tucker's come out and said his live, his live broadcast will be on Twitter, which is brilliant on his part. It's brilliant to do that. I mean, he may not be able to get paid because he's under, still under Fox contract. Rumor has it now, when it comes to Tucker, that he was actually fired. He wasn't fired, by the way. He was fired, but really what he was, was he was taken off the air because they're still paying him his $25 million salary until 2025 which he can't be in breach of contract and go on to Newsmax if you're wondering why he hasn't already signed. So maybe he's doing it for free on Twitter. I, I don't know. But the latest story coming out from that, from insider whistleblowers inside of Fox, is that he was taken off the air at Dominion Voting Machine's request. That's the rumor. We will see if that pans out. But here's the thing. If we don't win these battles, and you know the four things that I say on this podcast all the time, if we don't change four things, which, which of course are these, establishment Republicans, no messaging, no money in fraudulent elections, it doesn't matter who our nominee is. It doesn't matter whether it's DeSantis. And there, there's people who are pro-DeSantis, and I love Ron DeSantis. I, I mean, I love him. I mean, I, re- I think he's the greatest governor in the history of probably the United States. He's fantastic. And I think he'd be a great president too. But the people who are pro, you know, pro DeSantis, a lot of times they're like, you have to move on from these fraudulent elections. Go ahead, move on. You go ahead and move on. DeSantis is going to lose too because the same fraudulent elections that cost Trump, you get 74 million votes. 
Barack Obama's top vote total was 65 million. And Donald Trump gets 74 million, wins Ohio and Florida and loses for the first time in history ever. Somebody wins Florida and Ohio and loses. And people are pro DeSantis like Trump refuses to acknowledge the election, uh, stirring up trouble all the time by refusing to acknowledge the election. You're going to lose if you're a DeSantis voter too. And I might be a DeSantis voter. I'm just telling you that you can, you can claim that, you know, that, that Trump's a conspiracy theorist all you want. There was obviously very weird things that happened. Who has ever, in the, I mean, for all those people out there that are supporting DeSantis and are, and are jumping on Trump about not, not, not accepting the, the results of an election, of the election in 2020, when have you ever seen, I want you to be an adult. Just put, a, put, a, put aside the, the agenda, put aside the narrative, and ask yourself, when is, when is, counting, when is the, the counting of ballots ever stopped at one o'clock in the morning? When, when has that ever happened before? When has it ever happened that in Pennsylvania, when I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning, the day after the election, at three o'clock in the morning, when Trump was up by 800,000 votes and I got up and he was up by 1,200. Because, and, and I went to bed because they stopped counting the ballots. So everyone needs to stop with, the, everyone needs to move on. You, you can move on all you want. It's not gonna, it's not gonna you can move on it's not going to stop you from the repercussions of the things you're ignoring. It's not going to stop it. Until those four things are fixed, you can forget it. I'm telling you. They've been fixed in Florida. Kerry Lake is trying to fix them in Arizona. Just lost a very important Wisconsin election for the Supreme Court because they aren't fixed in Wisconsin. They need to be fixed. How did they lose? How was the Supreme Court election lost in Wisconsin? Because the morning of the election, when the polls opened at 8 o'clock in the morning, the Republican candidate was down by 150,000 votes when the polls opened. Because the Republicans don't ballot harvest, and the Republicans don't vote early. So you start off the day 150,000 down, and you're going to make all that up on day of voting? Don't think so. Till those things are fixed, forget it. It's not, we are not going to win. We'll never win another national election again. They must be fixed. They were fixed in Florida, in a former purple state, the governor, Ron DeSantis, won by 20 points because the voting system in Florida is valid. Even the Democrats can't challenge it because it's that valid. All right, let's move on. All right, Ian Miles Chong tweet. First real story here. Bob Shell, just want, this is all a narrative. Now, here's the narrative, just so everybody's on. I'll lay it out for you before we get into the tweet and the picks. The narrative now is whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, I can't think of any other racist, can you, Aaron? Um, anybody you want to name, you can be a white supremacist. No matter, no matter whether you are white or not, Anna Navarro has said it on The View, doesn't matter whether you're white or not, you can be a white supremacist. Now let's just notice in this picture that this guy is anything but Caucasian. And you're like, racist, how am I racist when I'm just saying I acknowledge that I am white. I'm looking around the room here from my right to my left. White man, white woman, white woman, white man. That's the races in the room. That's just simple fact. This man in the picture is not white. He is noticeably Hispanic. It's all good. God is no respecter of persons. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, nor am I. He's a soul that uh, he's dead now, but it could have been saved when he was alive. The, uh, the pictures, uh, you know, Miles Chong tweet, 
Bombshell the pictures on the alleged Allen, Texas shooter. Okay, I don't know what any of that means. Social media, what does that mean, Aaron? Okay.ru. Okay.ru, thank God for Aaron. Social media profile on Mexican neo-Nazis. Okay, we're pulled from Reddick's, uh, what does R mean, Aaron? R, behold, the master race. A, a subreddit, thank God Aaron's here to decipher this tweet. And elsewhere on the internet, there they are years old. First picture was found on his profile. The rest are from the net. Now let's examine this. Now this is on Reddit then, right, Aaron? So easily edited. And let us, of course, bring up the narrative that needs to be brought up, which is lo and behold, all this is being brought out now immediately. Now we have yet to see, we've yet to see the diary of the trans Nashville shooter. All this is out, but nothing. This is all evidence of this FBI investigation, but absolutely nothing from the from the Nashville trans shooter. Not not one thing. But this is already out. And like, I mean, I don't know about you, but some of these pictures look very strange to me. Like they could be easily what would it call edited or photoshopped? There you go. So photoshopped. I don't know. Go to the next slide for me. Just showing you. There we go. I mean, that, that pic can be put on to anything. Any background can be put on anywhere. And it's just like, you know what? What, what? In my opinion, what's happening is they get the shooter who's noticeably Hispanic. So that doesn't fit the white supremacist terrorist narrative. And again, let me just bring this up. Remember what Christopher Ray said. Remember what Joe Biden said, that the number one threat to America, not the CCP, not the PLA, not even Russia, 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 Russia. The number one threat to America is white supremacist terrorists. Now, I'm trying to think now we are, I believe, 25 going on 26 months of the Biden administration. And I'm trying to, Aaron, you correct me, Heather, you think anything? Hope, let me know. There's three people in the room. I'm trying to think of the one white supremacist terrorist uh, event that's occurred. And tw- I, I, don't, I don't think there is any. Not that I can remember. I know there's been plenty of trans shooters, plenty of leftist shooters, plenty of African-American shooters. Now they're trying to paint this Hispanic man as a white supremacist shooter. It's just very strange that all of this gets released. And it all looks very suspicious. And once again, we still don't have the diary or what we maybe would call a dossier from the at the Nashville trans shooter. Go to the next one for me. Just make sure I get all the pics. There we go. Very strange. I mean, I would just love to know where they got that uniform. I mean, it's just very strange to me how this all just turns up, right? And, and be honest with you, you can just bring it back to me. You know, obviously, I'm on, I'm on Twitter all the time. You follow lots of sources. The great thing about Twitter is you go to Twitter and then you're there, all the articles are attached and anything else that you need to know is all attached. And even the left is not really running with this. They are. The talking heads are running with it. They're trying really hard to say that Hispanic people can be white supremacists. But even the left isn't buying into it. Even the left isn't buying into, into this. Left's not buying into much at all right now. Joe Biden, right? He, Joe Biden's approval rating is at an all-time low, 36%. And in an, in, in, in an ABC... Washington Post poll, Biden is down to President Trump by 7%. So a lot of people aren't buying into it. Listen, we are winning, but even though we're winning, 
that won't affect the seven cities in the six states. And I'll see if I can remember them all. Atlanta, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and I'm missing one. Can't remember. I'm missing one. Oh, oh, Detroit. There we go. There's the seven. If, in all, of course, battleground states, which are all red, by the way, but those seven cities churn out ballots in the middle of the night. They just manifest them. And you have videos of vans pulling up while they were no longer counting. You have videos of Miss Ruby in Atlanta putting in the same stack of ballots over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how far we're up in the polls. If that's not fixed, the seven cities inside of the six states, we ain't going to win. You can't win if they have more ballots than you do. Yes, they're, they're, it's a felony for every one of those ballots, but nobody prosecutes them. Because you have Brad Raffensperger, who is actually, who is the Secretary of State, and you can follow Laura Loomer. I'm not a big fan of Laura Loomer, but you can follow her because she just is such, I, I love Trump, but I can't stand Trump sycophants. When Trump does something stupid, he needs to be called out on doing something stupid. And she, sometimes she just can't ever acknowledge the man doesn't walk on water. He's not Jesus. He's Donald Trump who will stand judgment at the great, great white throne judgment, just like the rest of us, a festivist for the rest of us. But you can follow. There was a big convention this week of Mark. It was Mark Zuckerberg who bought the 2020 election. And Brad Raffensperger is there with a bunch of other a bunch of other uh, blue states and Jamie Raskin and all these leftists about, about integrity of elections again. And that's who's in charge of the election in Georgia, whether you and I like it or not. A very short time from now, less than two years from now, we will have another election. Brad Raffensperger is going to be there. He just won re-election. How that happened, I don't know. All right, changing subjects. Uh, Sean Davis tweet. MSNBC beat Fox News, is what I was telling you earlier. In demos, 6 p.m. Fox News is losing 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. on Friday by an average of 35%. 35%, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on Friday. And what, what changed? It's almost like, let's see. We had three. We had three hundred thousand. I don't believe in these numbers, but I'm just using them against them. The CDC numbers. Let's see. We had three hundred thousand COVID deaths prior to the vaccine rollout, and then we had nine hundred thousand after the vaccine rollout. Huh, what, what what changed exactly? Very very strange, isn't it? And now what changed here? I think it was a, something that happened about three weeks ago, wasn't it? That they dumped Carl uh, Tucker Carlson possibly at the behest and request of Dominion voting machines. I don't know. It's very strange. And now they're putting Kaylee McEnany in there. Good luck, Kaylee. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. No, thank you. Anybody who goes in that time slot, you've disqualified yourself from me ever watching it, which may not matter to them. That's just fine. But I know that I speak for a whole lot more people. Anybody who goes into that slot to take Tucker's spot after he was erroneously fired, probably at the request of Dominion, I will never, I'm not watching you anymore. And again, I boycotted Fox. I haven't watched the Fox News show yet. I do show Fox highlights on here from different shows, but I'm not watching Fox anymore and I never miss Tucker. 
Never missed it. But there's, there you are, and you can see some of the demographics on the, on the bottom. Right, let's move on. Let's go to the border. Chuck Colestro tweet. Just in, United States Border Patrol reveals that there was 18,600 known gotaways just last week. Just last week. First week, well, roughly the first week of May. 18,000 known gotaways. That's not the amount of people who crossed the border. That's the people that they know got away while crossing the border. Not the ones they don't know got away that crossed the border. Just the ones they know that got away. And then there's all the ones, tens of thousands, that they actually processed during that week. Not one single person will know the intentions of someone who evaded authorities and entered this country. Crisis or invasion. So I did the numbers for you just to show you. 18,000 gotaways in the week. That would be per, per day for the year. It would be 30, oh, 37,000 per day known gotaways. 2.6,000 gotaways. Oh, correction that's 37,000 per uh, gotaways um i screwed up the math it's 2.6 thousand forget that first one i said 2.6 thousand gotaways per day 40,000 per day illegally crossed we have right now on average over the last 25 months oh oh, what started 25 months ago Let let me think really hard what started 25 months ago oh that'd be the biden administration we have averaged 150,000 illegal entries into this country that are known. And again, as you hear me say just about every podcast, CBP statistics say that it's one to five times that many. 150 on average, there's been many months where it was between 250 and 300,000 and new world records about every other month. And pretty much new world records in months compared to the month, the, month, the same month the year before. But, so it's 150,000 on average per month, illegal entries into this country. Illegal entries in this country. For a grand total of, by the end of this year, somewhere in between six and seven million people, which is six Hillsborough County, Florida's, which has Tampa in it, which is basically seven million people, which is almost a New York City, has been allowed into this country by the Biden administration. Just so everybody knows. 150,000 on average per month. 2.6 thousand gotaways per day. And just remember, I always want everybody to understand the statistics. This isn't me talking. This is the Customs and Border Patrol talking. When you hear 150,000 people per month have crossed illegally, that's the ones they know about that they register, that they either kick back. Most of them are loaded on buses, trains, and flights and flown all over the country. So the ones, those are the ones they know about that they register, that they give notices to appear and send them throughout the country. That's not counting the gotaways. And, that, and again, gotaways are still known figures. They know that those are people that they saw running away into the country. So the 150,000 plus the gotaways, that's the 18,600 18, that they didn't catch last week. In one week, so if you times that by four, roughly 60,000 extra on top of the 150 those are the so again right there as usual right around 200,000 per month are crossing the border those are the ones that are tabulated and it's one to five times that many according to cbp statistics that is the reality so it's either 400,000 or up to a million a month are crossing into this country and that doesn't count what's about to happen on may 11th may 11th is the end of title 42 
which were the COVID restrictions. And not only does rumor have it, but now lots of video footage is showing a mass accumulation of people somewhere between 700,000 and 1.2 million waiting to cross the border starting on May 11th. Hence the reason why you have the Biden administration sending 1,500 uh, troops down to the border, not to stop them. 1,500 troops couldn't stop squat, but to facilitate them, to facilitate the illegal entry into this country, to get them them their notice to appear as quickly as they can, get them on flights, get them on buses, get them on trains, and send them throughout the United States. And again, this is all part of the World Economic Forum agenda, the globalist leftist agenda, which is to flood first world countries with illegal immigrants who have no heritage connection to the country that they're illegally migrating into, so they are very easily globally governed. Chuck Cholesterol video, just some film footage of what is actually happening at the border. Play for me. And border agents have been dealing with this in El Paso. So many of them are pulled off the front line dealing with these large groups. There aren't always agents on hand to apprehend these folks, and they sometimes become gotaways if they are not captured. And back out here live, the number of gotaways at our southern border is shooting through the roof. Border Patrol says last week alone there were more than 18,600 known gotaways at our border. That's almost 19,000 people who snuck into the United States successfully in a single week. And you'll see Alejandro Mayorkas say that the border's closed. You can put this one up, you just side by side, this D.C. Drano video. And it said, it's just the title, when Trump retakes power, he said that he would, I want to give due credit to D.C. Drano. Trump retakes power, he's going to do mass deportations. This is current right here. And they say that the border is closed. Alejandro Mayorkas will swear under oath, has numerous times that the border is closed. This is our border right here. You think that's closed? And what you should do too, and yes, there are women and children, but really look at that and find out how many there are. You'll see them. It's about one woman per 10 military age men that are crossing the border. If you look at the videos, there are no women and children in comparison to the amount of men that are crossing into the border, crossing our border right now. And I just wanted to show you, this is what's happened. This is reality. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir But get this video to as many people as you possibly can, which reminds me, like and share, like and share, like and share, especially if you're on Rumble, share it as much as you can. Facebook, you can friend me, but they will not allow me to friend you. We're back on YouTube right now because our lightest strike is worn off. Share it as much as you can. I don't don't care if YouTube strikes me or whatever it is that they do. I pray against that stuff anyway. I'm not worried about it. Word will get out. But that's reality. I just want everybody to know what reality is. Here's some more reality for you. I'm, I know I'm kind of showing you a lot of these, but I just want you to see them. This is Bill Malugin. Great job, guys. I appreciate you going right to it. This Bill Malugin video, a remarkable uh, video from our Fox drone team, shows an enormous line of hundreds of migrants who crossed illegally. This is already in the United States. Now let's count the girls. Shall we? I want you, whenever it pans in close like it did a minute ago, Let's count the girls. Let's count the children, shall we? I know you guys can't control that. Don't worry about it. But I, look, go ahead. There we are. Count the girls. Count the girls. Okay, about one and uh, two and three, four. About about four girls and a hundred people. And I'm being and I'm being nice. So I want to show you this in the pregame. We I, we played this video, and it's just it's just laughable. It's absolutely laughable. This is, I mean, I don't have the words because 
The only words are insanity, uh, bold-faced lying. I, Aaron or Heather or Hope, you guys think of better words, shout them out. When somebody says something this galactically stupid, I don't. maybe I need to learn Latin or Greek because I, there's no English word that encompasses the lies, the narrative, the insanity, the bold-faced disingenuousness, the just lack of all human dignity. I don't know where you are, Corrine Jean-Pierre, whose sole qualifications to be the, the White House press secretary is that you are a lesbian black woman. When you come out and say, and I'll show you the video, Corrine Jean-Pierre calls the border wall ineffective and says it can't withstand heavy winds. Well, let me just show you. He'll uh, you know, play the video first. Go ahead. And instead of providing the needed resources for more border security technology and asylum officers and judges, it would waste taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall, again, an ineffective wall that can't even withstand heavy winds, let alone sophisticated criminal smuggling networks. You guys just go ahead and load that next one, just mute it and go side by side. And I just want to show you this and just play it play over and over again. Um, it's not on yet. There we go. Bring it all, bring, have to bring it all the way back to the beginning. And actually you can freeze it. Bring it back to the beginning and free it right there. There you go. Thank you. That's perfect. Now that's the border wall that Donald J. Trump built. Now let's ask this question. First of all, that board, that wall was completed prior to Donald Trump leaving. Now, I wonder if there's been any heavy winds that have blown there in Southern Arizona, because this is actually a, a Doug Ducey, former governor of Arizona video where he was using train uh, cargo containers to, to put up, again, you know, once Biden took over and Biden discontinued the wall and then tore down parts of the wall. It's wide open in other areas. I could show you three hours worth of border footage. It's wide open down there. Absolutely wide open. So I'm assuming that there's been high winds in Southern Arizona over the last 25 months of the Biden administration. And I just, I'm just asking, now you've got steel girders going into the ground, probably 10 feet into the ground. How would this not be able to withstand wind? And just to be able to come up and my producer Aaron used the word pathological, I'm gonna use it. Pathologically lie to people and say that this border wall can't withstand wind. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, it's so galactically, pathologically disingenuous that, I mean, and, and, and there's so many Goebbels, Mengele, spewers of Corrine Jean-Pierre's nonsense on social media. And they talk about me. I get strikes on YouTube for me putting out disinformation. How is that not disinformation? That heavy winds will take this wall down. That's been standing there for three years under heavy winds. That's, that's a concrete and steel. And by the way, perforated. Winds, hey, Kareen, I know that your sole qualification is that you like to have sex with women and you're black, but here's some simple logic for you. Wind blows through perforations. Just throwing that out there for you. How, are, how am I... How do I get a strike on, on YouTube 
when I talk about the proliferation of vaccine passports, which is absolutely true, verifiably true, with Ursula von der Leyen's video footage and everybody else that put that pimped and hoard vaccine passports, how am I taken down? And then the White House press secretary who says that the border wall is vulnerable to winds is left up. I'm just curious, you know. And again, those are areas that we could do full specials on. Three-hour specials on the corruption inside of the media. And how how our country and our society, not for you and me, but for everybody else, is inverted. Where truth is now lies, and lies are now truth. Girls are now boys, boys are now girls. Disinformation is information, and information is disinformation. All right, let's go to this one. Nick, Nick Sorter tweet, breaking the U.S. EPA. I know this is off the border now. Sorry, changing, changing subjects again. I just wanted you to be late. Everybody's forgotten about, of course, East Palestine, Ohio, including me, including me, guilty. Everybody's forgotten about East Palestine people. The, the citizens of East Palestine, they haven't forgotten because their houses that were worth Somewhere between one and three hundred thousand dollars are now worth uh, minus one hundred to three hundred thousand because of Joe Biden. And here's here's the now if you ever wanted the example of the Potomac two-step, the epitome of the Potomac two-step, here it is, right here. Breaking the US EPA is now saying they were not consulted about the control burn. Remember the control release slash burn? Remember? Where, you're, where you have what, something chloride, I can't remember it now, released into the air, I'll get into that in a minute, which caused, the, which caused East Palestine Ohio train explosion and did not approve. Now, this isn't 100% accurate, all right? One former EPA official says the control burn was a mistake. Norfolk Southern continues blaming EPA. So let's, now, what, where it's off on this was there was, nothing caused an explosion except for their control release, which vinyl chloride, the control release of vinyl chloride into the air was lit on fire on purpose. Now, now there's only two possibilities of who could have lit it on fire. Two possibilities of who came up with this plan. Norfolk Southern, which owns the rail line, or the Environmental Protection Agency. Those are your only two choices. Now the one, one says, we weren't consulted and the other says we weren't consulted. So who are you going to sue? And if you're in East Palestine, how would you have the money to sue? They've lost everything, but it doesn't matter because they're all Trump supporters. And by the way, they still haven't cleaned it up yet. Still can't drink the water there and probably never will be able to. You know, it's just call me crazy, but it, uh, Aaron, if you can on the top of your head, see if you can pull them up. We the pictures of the like mushroom cloud from East Palestine, the odds of ever being able to recover from the first mushroom cloud outside of atomic experimentation in the history of the United States over your town because the EPA or Norfolk Southern lit, lit, released a controlled release. Of course, we get all of these new terms now under the Biden administration. Ever heard the term controlled release, social distancing, all the new, all the new, terms they do a control release let it you know light it all on fire to burn it all off 
Why? So that they'll save them time and money. Just remember, too, they just moved the wreckage off the line. Didn't dig out all the contaminated soil. They are now, but they put the they put the rail line right back. There it is. That's that's East Palestine, Ohio, just so everybody knows. That's not that's not, that's not been edited. That's East Palestine, Ohio. What what do you think the odds are? We talk about Three Mile Island. Talk about Chernobyl. Tell you, what are what are the odds of ever recovering from that? And now the people that lit the torch are blaming the other people. There's only two possibilities. EPA's blaming Norfolk Southern. Norfolk Southern's blaming the EPA. There you go, right there. Brilliant. It's, I mean, really, I mean, that's the left. It's really not brilliant strategy, but it's impossible strategy unless you have millions of dollars to defeat. And that's what it's all about for them. I'll show you this one. Again, just range of subjects here. I wanted to show you, go right to the next pick, interracial violent crime incidents. I wanted to show you this 2000, um, 2018 stats with all of the accusations of, you know, with the uh, Jordan Neely, uh, with, Jordan, with the Jordan Neely death, and you got the it was hysterical video. I don't, I don't show all, some videos are, are too ridiculous for me to show. And what I mean by that is I don't want to give that person any notoriety. But you had the convicted murderer who spent 30 years in prison out there lamenting the fact that, that blacks are being killed all the time. You know, you are killing blacks? Who are killing blacks? Let's look. Now this, notice the source at the bottom. Bureau of Justice Statistics. So here you go. Black on white crime, interracial violent crime incidences. Black on white, 547,000 cases, all from 2018. This is five years ago. Funny how these stats aren't coming out under the Biden administration, isn't it? They don't get released. Could have been released in 2021, haven't seen it. 22, 2022, haven't seen it. Black on Hispanic, 100,365 cases. White on black. Remember the number one threat to... According to liberal black people, Democratic Party black people, Democratic Party agenda-driven black people and sycophantic butt-kissing white people, they say the greatest threat to black people are white people. Okay, well, let's look. Now, black on white crime was five hundred and basically 550,000 cases. White on black crime, 60,000. Strange, isn't it? And now let's, and you're like, well, well, I was gonna I was gonna say an argument that didn't exist. Look at look at the opposite way, because I usually use a different argument here. Another factual argument. Well, the argument that I was gonna use is that black people will say, when you ever whenever you say far more white kill, people are killed by police than black people, which is true, double the amount, people will go, Well, yeah, well, of course, because white people make up sixty percent of the population. It's sixty-four percent, something like that. It's an ease of conversation. Sixty percent of the population, and black people only make up thirteen percent of the population. But black people commit sixty percent of violent crime, so they're gonna have far more police interactions. Well, well, here, if you you got black white people who make up sixty-four, sixty-five percent of the population, only committing sixty thousand crimes against black people. Black people only make up 13% of the population, committing 550,000 crimes against white people. White on Hispanic crime, 207,000 incidences. Hispanic on white, 365,000. Let let everybody in the country, right? Let everybody in the country. And 97% for all those people that are crying over Jordan Neely, who is a 41-time convicted criminal, 
crying over Jordan Neely, who was making very, very credible threats to the people on the train until he's, he was taken control of by the Marine. Hispanic on black, 44,551. 97% of black homicides are committed by other black people. That's an absolute fact. So why would you even worry about 3% of the crimes? Why is, it, why is all the focus on 3% of the crime? It's just like this. I've been, I've been putting this out on Twitter all week. And of course, all these mass shootings are tragic, but to me, very politically expedient every time. Every time they're very, very politically expedient for the left. You have the DOJ, which was just found, the FBI namely, was found concealing documents that show that Joe Biden was receiving contributions from foreign entities to influence his foreign policy, uh, foreign policy decisions while being while vice president. That's been concealed. Hunter Biden being carted off to Arkansas to, to have to do a mass financial disclosure, disclosure because his love child with the stripper is demanding that he pay uh, monthly child support. These things are coming out. Numerous other, it just came out today that there's more documentations showing that the Biden, that Joe Biden as vice president, or maybe it's just the Biden family, I don't know it's about as vice president, was receiving money from Romania. For what? Why would you be receiving money from Romania, Biden family? And then lo and behold, oh, and title, of course, title 42 coming down. And then lo and behold, in the midst of all this, another mass shooting. Every time it's like that. Every, what are you alleging, Tom? I'm not alleging anything, but I'm not, not alleging anything either. Who knows? But it's like this every single time. All right, let's go to this one. Reparations. Oh, one last thing on that. What I've been saying all week, and this is the answer to everybody. All these leftists come up and they talk about the 4,000 kids that are killed with guns every year. We got to stop this. Got to go to every lawful gun owner and confiscate all their guns, right? That's, the, that's, what, that's what has to happen. But seemingly forgetting the 2 million kids that are aborted per year by the left. 400,000 African-Americans butchered by the left every year inside of the United States of America. That's all forgotten. For the 4,000, yes, the 4,000 needs to be dealt with. And it, you know how they'd be very easily dealt with? The Soros bond and paid for district attorneys actually prosecuting gun crimes, which they don't. So all these leftists come out, so it's a twofold attack by us on them, twofold attack. Why don't you have your bond and paid for George Soros, district attorneys like Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, actually prosecute gun crimes? You, you want all these new gun laws. You see, you don't, they don't want gun laws. They want gun confiscation. Because the gun laws are in place and they don't use them. They don't prosecute anybody. They just let them out time and time and time and time again. Over and over again. And then, of course, the second part of the argument is, if you allegedly care about kids, why do you kill 2 million a year? And I know a lot of you are thinking, no, it's 1 million a year. Inside, it's 41 million worldwide. Per year are aborted. That's a UN statistic, so it's probably far higher. And then the CDC statistic in the United States is just under a million per year. But that's without New York and California reporting. Why is that, why is that allowed? 
See, these are the, these are the battles that we have to win. When we are in office, you, you don't have Francis Collins in charge of the NIH. You, you put real, you, you put Scott Atlas in charge of the CDC and do real statistics. I want to know how many abortions are happening in the state of California with 40 million people here. They tell you that it's 980,000 abortions per year in the United States. It's a lie. That's without New York and California. But back to my point, reporting, back to my point though, regardless of the number, it's a million versus 4,000. And they want to take away guns. All right, I'll tell you what, and I won't do this. I'm just saying, here's the argument. You take my guns, eliminate all abortions. Eliminate all abortions and then we'll, have a, then we'll discuss it. I'll tell you what, eliminate half of all the abortions and we'll have a discussion. They won't do it. Because they don't care. Again, this is not about, it's just like a mask is not about keeping a viral infection from infecting your lungs. It's about controlling you. Stopping gun confiscation is not about keeping people safe. It's about keeping the government safe. So the government can do whatever they want without any, without any resistance whatsoever. And I'm not talking about in any way, shape, or form any violence against the government. Let me just make that clear. I'm not talking about any violence toward the government at all. I'm talking about when the government becomes overly tyrannical, that's why the Second, uh, second Amendment was put in place. All right, let's shift up topics again. Go into reparations. Reparations are taking off now in the state of California. And I, and I want to say this, and I'm stealing this, being totally, completely transparent, stealing this from Dan Bongino. He's like, I'm all in favor of reparations in the state of California. And I'm the same way. I am all in favor of these states like California, Illinois, New York going bankrupt. Let them go bankrupt. They are talking about in San Francisco, $5 million per black person. Look, look at this video. Look what he's asking for. Play it for me. Pay the debt, cut the check, or no reparations, no vote, 2024. If you are running for office, do not think you are going to win your election if you don't have a concrete plan for reparations. Biden, do not seek a second term unless it's accompanied by an executive order for reparations for descendants of American chattel slavery. So no, no reparations, no black vote. Well, the interesting thing about it is that Biden got about 85% of the black vote. He's running at 36% right now. He's going down. So you know what? I'm all in favor. You don't get your reparations. Don't vote for Joe Biden. I agree 100%. Put the next one up for me, Heather. Fox News tweet, California. Now, you heard me say San Francisco because different, obviously different areas. This is California. Now, this is their, this is their state house. California reparations panel approved. There's a, there's a grouping of morons. Approves payments of up to $1.2 million, million to every black resident in the state of California. 40 million residents. I'm all in favor of it. Do it. Do it. I, I mean, I am all in favor of the state of California doing this. This is fantastic. Let them go bankrupt. And if you live in California and you are a white liberal, do not move to Florida. We don't want you. Stay out of Florida. We don't want you. You are not going to run from the very legislation you voted in. Enjoy it. Live in it. Because this all needs to land on your tax bill doorstep. 
Enjoy it. You can pay $1.2 million to millions of black Americans inside of the state of California. I am perfectly 100% in support of that. Unless, of course, it becomes a federal a federal issue, and then, of course, I'm completely and totally against it. Let me show you this. Change the subjects again. So here's the coronation of King Charles, which I consider this stuff to be very odd. In this day and age, to be coronating kings and doing all this, but I know a lot of people like it or whatever. There's a funny little shot there of Princess Anne. If you see the lady with the white feather, look what they did to, to Prince Harry. It's pretty funny. They put this woman, the princess, I'm getting to a bigger point, but I just had to point out the comedic value of it all, is that you have this red feather right in front of Harry's face. That's pretty funny. And you can't tell me that wasn't on purpose. But anyway, just to show you this, though, go to the next one for me, Heather. That woman, this princess Anne, the one with the big red feather. And just to show you how it all ties together, where you have, and of course I could spend the rest of this show, the next 35 minutes, on this alone, but I'm not going to do it hopefully but you could tie like you have prince you know, prince charles now king charles so whichever one i say i'll just call him charles you have charles advocating for the great reset advocating for global uh covid19 vaccination mrna experimental jabs gerbils mangala style jabs advocating for all that advocating for vaccine passports you advocating for the world economic forum and the great reset goes to the world economic forum loves the world economic forum world economic forum loves him and here how here's how it's all tied together it's it's not one of not one of their causes is about the cause whether it's climate change whether it's transgenderism, whether it's vaccinations, whether it's keeping a viral infection from entering your lungs, they don't care about anything because you never see them relinquish one dollar of their own wealth ever. But this just shows you EcoHealth Alliance. We all know EcoHealth Alliance. That's who Anthony, Fun- Anthony Fauci has, Anthony funding. Anthony Fauci funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which created the alpha variant of COVID-19 through gain-of-function research. You have Prince Charles's, King Charles's sister, cousin, whatever she is, Princess Anne, involved with EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance, who funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology to create gain of, for gain-of-function research to create COVID-19 to usher in vaccine passports, and then you have, which is controlling you, also our big climate change activists. Again, it's one single agenda. The agenda is to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyrants like this, where all the product is in one area and they control your access to travel, to food, to medicine, to ambulatory services, whatever it may fuel, everything and everything, they control it all. And the only way for you to get through that access point is by you crossing T's the way they want you to cross T's, dotting I's the way they want you to cross, believing what they want you to believe, saying what they want you to say, then you can enter in. Receiving your vaccines, your vaccine passports, your QR codes that will eventually land on your right hand or on your forehead via Revelation 13 and 14. It's all tied together. The climate activists with EcoHealth Alliance because it's all the same agenda, the exact same agenda. Is that clear, Aaron? All right, let's go on to the next one. Let's talk about vaccines. Great video here from Texas Lindsay. I'm gonna be paying close attention to it while it goes through again, but it's just some really good, I want you to see because 
as always, and the example that I always use are the tsunamis that occurred in the early, roughly early 2000s in like Indonesia. And the place is killing hundreds of thousands of people. And none of us even remember it. And I know that's terrible. Death and destruction lie open before the Lord. How much more the hearts of men. Proverbs 15, 11, He remembers everybody, but we move on. We move on from those things. Which is not, we, we, we need to remember them. Mainly so that those mass tragedies don't happen again. There's ways to not have that happen. But we, like right now, it's pseudo fading from the headlines. And it's all on purpose, by the way. You know, get a, get a Hunter Biden, Biden trial going. Get a Trump rape trial going. And then everybody can forget about the excess mortality that's unfolding right before your very eyes. The excess, and it's not just people that are dying. You need to remember the infirmed. We've showed countless videos. I'm talking about vaccines. Vaccine injuries, vaccine deaths. Excess mortality is up in Australia, 17%. What is it in Germany? Watch this video. Play it for me. So I just had to show you. Now, here's the Aaron, Aaron snapped some pics of it so we can go over it. So here, here you go. Now, highest percent of the entire pandemic. Now, look at the date. This was from one, basically one month ago. The highest percent of death in Germany is now. Look at 2020 in comparison to 2023. Look at, look at, look at the death rate in February of 2021 after the vaccine rollout. Look at it. Look at all the deaths in, you know, I'm going left to right, September 12th of 2021. Look at, look at, look at the peaks and valleys. Look at, look at 2020 versus 2021, 2022, and 2023. The deaths are going, how is this not talked about, Tom? Because there is no media. And I get banned off of YouTube for reporting stats from the Bureau of Statistics of Germany. 47% 47% increase in excess deaths. Look at this. This is the memorial. Yeah, you can scroll that. Be great. This, look at the memorial. Yeah, let it play. Let it play. Look at the memorial. Look at all these people that have died of, co- of the, co- not COVID-19, the vaccinations against COVID-19, which brings up this statistic. 
You can, let it, you can just keep letting it play. Because here's the interesting card, because this plays long, right along with it. I played this video where Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on the Mike Tyson podcast. And he said, here's the, here's the actual statistics. That the vaccine companies, Big Pharma, makes about $60 billion off their vaccinations. You're like, okay, that's not so much. They made far more than that off of the COVID-19 vaccination because it was mandated. Mandated by the people who are profiting from it, like Ursula van der Leyen, like 75 members of our Congress. But they make 60, just on average, make six, $60 billion creating vaccines and $500 million, $600 million off of the remedies from their vaccine injuries. They, they, so they, they create a blood clotting. It's not all that the government, there's ADE, capillary blood clotting, myopericarditis. Then they create remedies for it. They're coming out with an, you can bring it back to me. They're coming out with an mRNA vaccination to remedy myocarditis. Injected right into the heart. They've come out with, and I, and I have, again, I have many dossiers of this stuff. I've got, you know, many presentations, exposés of this stuff. But it's just like Pfizer buys a, buys a blood clot, blood thinning medication factory. So they make 60 million, 60 billion from the vaccines and 600 billion from the remedies to the va- for, for the vaccine injuries, the remedies for the vaccine injuries that are caused by their $60 billion vaccines. That's why you have 47% more death now in Germany than during the pandemic. And then where, where, where's the German government? Well, the interesting thing, as you saw in the video, is that their version of Fauci, it's so bad he's having to come out and talk about it now, which, by the way, is why Fauci's doing the tour again. And let me just reiterate this to you one last time. Maybe it won't be the last time. One more time. Is that Fauci is not retired. No, what do you mean? Oh, there's a right wing. He's not. He's retired from the NIH. He is under federal protection and being paid by the federal government right now. Now he gets his $450,000 a year retirement and, and, and a security paid for by you. So right now we're up to who knows how many millions it costs for all that. And he's also getting another paycheck. So don't believe that he's retired because he's not. Let me show you how it works here. Here's your former CDC chiefs. Now we know that Rochelle Walensky, bottom right, just resigned, just retired or whatever you want to call it. She resigned from being the CDC chief. Claiming, well, you know, the pandemic's over now, so I'm moving on. Well, here's your former CDC chiefs, namely to the right, top right-hand corner, mRNA expert Scott Gottlieb, who pimped and hoarded the vaccine for years, who concurrently was on the Pfizer board while he was doing it. While he's on MSNBC, while he's on CN, uh, CNN or whatever, wherever he showed up, He's also the one who made up out of thin air, which he, which he confessed to, which he admitted made up out of thin air, the six foot distancing thing, made it up. He was in the beginning stages of the, the COVID vaccine, the, I mean, not the COVID vaccine, the COVID response task force. He was in the beginning stages of, of that with the Trump administration. So where does, where does Scott Gottlieb go? He's writing his books. He's on Pfizer's board, former FDA chief, on Pfizer's board, former uh, so not F, yeah, FDA chief, former CDC chief Merck Merck board, for, former FDA chief Moderna board. Now, well, of course, Rochelle Walensky goes, 
Where, where would she go? I heard a rumor that she's being hired by the Clinton Foundation. And again, I bring, leave this up for me, other just for a second. Again, I bring this up because all the Christians took their vaccine. All the Christians locked down at their command. Rochelle Walensky, noted leftist. Scott Gottlieb, notice, no, noted baby butchering. Hillary Clinton supporting leftists. You took their advice. You stood six feet apart. You closed down. You put masks on. And then you pimped in order to vaccines from your pulpits. From the people who you are ideologically, theologically, and philosophically opposed to. But they prove that all you have to do is put a medical label on it and you will bend over and grab your ankles. And I'm noticing I'm not talking to all you that are watching. I'm only talking to those that it applies to. If it applies to you and you're watching, that's what it applies to. If you're a Christian or a conservative, you took marching on. I don't care that Trump pimped and hoarded. It did, Trump did it too then. But when you receive marching orders from Francis Collins, who's a leftist, I'm trying to remember the former CDC chief, forgot his name here, if a, the bearded guy, see if you can find that for me. Just part former CDC, uh, it's, uh, dang, Redfield, Redfield, Robert Redfield. You know, Robert Redfield, you know, people are claiming he's like a hero now. He was on, he was on, he was, he was testifying in front of Congress that masks were better than vaccines. Masks don't do anything, same as vaccines. You're like, well, that's better than being bad. Well, I agree, but you're still lying. Vaccines don't do squat against the viral infection. This is an epidemiologist telling you to mask against a virus that masks can't do anything against. So it's just all lies. When will will people wake up that these government institutions are not white knights? They're not white hats. They're they're, They're control mechanisms for the globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist agenda. That is it. They have no altruistic motives at all. None. They're not trying to save anybody. 300,000 deaths from COVID prior to the vaccine rollout, 900,000 deaths after the vaccine rollout because nobody can fight off the least virulent variant, Omicron, because they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome they got from the vaccine. All right, let's go to this one. Here's something that just kind of just sums up the narrative. Wide Awake Media Video, leading advisor to the World Economic Forum, our favorite person, basically Satan in a body, Yuval Noah Harari. Play it for me. Many of the scenarios that I I outlined before the pandemic, I didn't outline them as a prophecy, but just as a possibility. Maybe it will happen. It's not an extremely deadly virus. It's not the Black Death. And look what it's doing to the world. So now just try to think what will be the implications of a much bigger uh, problem like climate change. Also, conceptually, it shows that, um, and here I completely agree with you, Ratko, that it shows you that you can change things on a massive scale. That, um, again, you can stop all flights. You can lock down entire countries. You can actually do that. And uh, life goes on in some way. And this, I would say, may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal also with climate change. You can shut, you can shut down airports. You can stop all flights. You can lock down the whole world. Why? Because the Christians did it. The shining city on a hill. And again, you're like, Tom, we're tired of hearing this every podcast. Listen, 
I'm going to preach it because I know there's at least one new Christian that's watching every podcast. It just always amazes me how anybody would follow. Look, look who's behind this. Look who's behind this entire narrative. And it was just shown, you know, we can lock down the entire world. We can tell everybody to close their businesses, close their church, take a vaccine. If you don't take the vaccine, you lose your job. So we can ransom your job from you. We can do it. We can, we can extort you out of your freedoms by a, with a 0.1% death rate virus. And he says, we need this. This opens the door to all sorts of ideas. If you're wondering how the book of Revelation unfolds, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. If you're wondering how it is that that can happen, if you're wondering, there it is. All you, ha all you have to do is put out a 99.9% .9 survivable virus, put an interesting name on it like Corona, COVID-19, Alpha variant, Delta variant, Omicron variant, and the entire Christian community, which is supposed to stand on the word of God, whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loosed, Matthew 16, 19, will not pay attention to the Bible at all. They'll pay attention to the experts like Yavel Noah Harari. And they're coming again. Nothing is a trial balloon. Everything is an attempt. Everything's, and we've lost so many freedoms still. We, you, know, you, you realize that today is the first day that anybody can fly in from, our, from a foreign country in the United States in the last three years? Three years of 15 days to flatten the curve. And again, this is the thing, I know I bring it up every time. I'm waiting for the Christians to say they were wrong. One of my biggest hangups with Donald Trump is when is Donald Trump gonna say, I was wrong about vaccines? I know he didn't mandate them. I'm listening again. If he runs right now, I'm voting for him. If DeSantis enters the race, I'll make my decision then. I'm still not saying I'll vote for DeSantis. I wanna see him debate. But I'll vote for one of the two of them. And right now, DeSantis isn't in the race. Isn't in the race. I'm certainly voting for Trump over the rest of the idiots in the field like, Nick, like uh, Nikki Haley. Although Vivek Ramaswamy is a good man. So they're not all idiots. But most of them, Chris Christie, Ben Over, Rhinos, that are just Ds with R's in front of their names. But when is everybody going to come out and say they were wrong? You were wrong to mask. Wrong. Not, well, you know, we thought, no, no, wrong. You were wrong. Say it out loud. I was wrong. It's funny, whenever I bring this up, 10 or 15 viewers drop off. You know, people, people will do anything to preserve the image they have of themselves. I'm smart. I'm wise. I did the right thing in the moment. No, you didn't. If you ever donned a mask or locked down your church, locked down your business, pimped and hoard the vaccines, took a vaccine, you were wrong. You were wrong, and you helped to usher in the Antichrist spirit. You helped to usher in vaccine passports. You're like, Tom, this is like over. It's not over. How's it over when today's the first day you could fly in from Canada in the United States without a vaccine? How's it over? I, I would agree that for all intents and purposes, the usability of, of COVID-19 is over. For now, from the left, that's just going to switch right to CO2. 
All right, I have to show you this. Change the subjects again. I just found this video astonishing. I had no idea. My producer Aaron has warned me about this, but I've never actually seen a video of it taking place. Uh, Right said Fred video. Apparently an iPhone takes an infrared photo of you every five seconds. Here's the video. Play it for me. Wild and crazy Friday night findings. We just discovered, which we already knew, that your phone, an iPhone specifically, takes an infrared picture of you with your face ID every five-ish seconds. And we looked at it through an infrared camera and it's pretty wild. Let's show you. Okay, have your home screen. It's on the home screen. Not touching anything. No buttons. Okay, infrared lens on the camera. Boom, there was one. Two. (laughs) That's so wild. Okay, cover the camera. Okay. Oh, there was another one. Okay, nothing. Oh, it's trying. It's taking pictures of your finger. Okay, move your finger. Ready? Boom. <laughs> Wild. And see, here's the thing. And I, I can't go super hard on this because I'll be a massive hypocrite because look what I got. Go ahead, take a couple. There you go. Take a couple. I should put it down on my butt. Here, take a picture of this. But this is this all works together. And again, I... it. It's very difficult for me to hop off of subjects because I could spend really three hours on vaccine passports and, and, and contact tracing, CBDCs, how it all, you know, vaccine passports is put in the infrastructure for CBDCs, which are unleashed in America on July 11th by the Biden administration. Central bank digital currencies, social credit systems, it's all about it. This is all, there's just a, it's none of these things are trial balloons, they're attempts. If they could have ushered in the mark of the beast with vaccine passports, they would have. But instead, they only took a certain amount of territory. We think we won. We didn't win because the infrastructure was put in place. The infrastructure for CBDC and social credit systems, which are, of course, every last part of your life being contact traced. And if you mess up, this is fully implemented in the Ukraine, CBDC is, and social credit system and CBDC is fully implemented in the largest country in the world with 1.2 to 1.4 billion people, i.e. China, who is now partnering with the other largest country in the world, 1 billion India, who's partnering with Argentina, partnering with Brazil, getting away from the USD. Well, that infrastructure was put in place so that if you don't vote right, if you say in a, if you use misinformation, which is the truth on social media, you won't be able to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. You will not be allowed through the access point because it's controlled by them. Taking your picture, photo ID constantly. Everything in China's photo ID. Everything. You want to buy a soda? You don't have to do anything but stand in front of the machine like this, snaps a picture of your, of your face, does a withdrawal out of CBDC, your CBDC account, which you have to spend in totality every month or you lose it. This is, this is what it's all about. So when the Christian church, you're like, Tom, why do you always pick on the Christians? And as you've heard me say 500 times on this podcast over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve is because judgment begins at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. 1 Peter 4, 17 through 19. That's why I say it. It's hard for the righteous to be saved. You don't put on masks. You can't be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining and comply at the same time. 
Now you know what is restraining. It's supposed to be you and I. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Look at all the lawlessness in the country. Look at it. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way, until he is raptured. You and I cannot restrain and comply at the same time. You do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All these verses, you want to know where they are? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8, Romans chapter 1, 1 and 2. Read them. Let's go on this. Let's switch over to another tactic of the globalist narrative of the globalist agenda. Globalist agenda, leverage you into a one world commerce system, singular access point controlled by tyranny. Another tactic is transgenderism. They will get you to comply. Just like Nazi tactics of bringing you into a room, showing you a square and making and, and, and torturing you into saying that it's a triangle. What are you seeing? I'm seeing a square. Nope. They beat you until you say it's a triangle. It's all about compliance. Do you think they honestly care about transgender people? They care as much about transgender people as they do CO2, gun crimes, or respiratory viruses. They don't care about any of that. They care about using those things as vehicles to usher in their own personal tyranny. Let me show you this. Great videos. Matt Gay, this is military, transgenderism inside the military is the title of this segment of the show. Matt Gates video, breaking top army general admits that the bizarre practice of forcing women to shower with biological males is harmful to army recruiting. Yeah, you think, right? Play it for me. When Secretary Austin was here, neither he nor General Milley could defend some of the bizarre DEI activities that were going on at Dodoa. And then promptly after my questioning, they shut down the DEI entity at Dodoa. And so maybe we can make similar progress today. Ms. Warmoth, do you acknowledge that some of the strange manifestations of this DEI embrace have put negative pressures on the Army's recruiting? Uh, Congressman, I'm not sure exactly what specifically you're referring to, but when we've okay, done so surveys... Okay, so if you could put that slide up on the screen, I'll give you one. I thought that might be where this was going. So this is a vignette aid. It's an Army training, and it's regarding the use of showers. The vignette reads, a, sh- a soldier transitioned from male to female, as indicated in Deers. The soldier did not have sex reassignment surgery. The transgender service member is using the female showers and has expressed privacy concerns regarding the open bay shower configuration. Similarly, other soldiers have expressed discomfort showering with a female who has male genitalia. And then if you look over at subpart three regarding the considerations, it just says, all soldiers will use the billeting, bathroom, and shower facilities associated with their gender marker in Deers. What's your reaction to that? My reaction, Congressman, is we're focused on building cohesive teams that are trained, disciplined, and fit. Well, General McConville, I'll give you the next chance. Do you think that it builds cohesive teams to have biological males showering with women? I think we need to respect the privacy of our soldiers and, and have an environment where everyone can thrive. Well, of course, those people are going to sign up. General McConville, you and I spoke yesterday about the fact that the Army has to recruit extensively men from the American South, that that, that that makes up a wide variety of who's coming into the United States Army. You think you're going to recruit more of them with this kind of stuff? Probably not. 
And that's the point. And I, and I appreciate the honesty. And I know that in August you conclude a storied career. And, and we, th we thank you both for your service. And we did get somewhere with this last time with Secretary Austin. And I hope you all will reflect on the damage that this embrace of DEI is doing to the military. Now let me just call out the galactic cowardice. It's just like in the church. Now, love inside the most evangelical church, love or compassion is thinly veiled cowardice. You're afraid to preach the word of God because of the repercussions to your congregation and to the size of your congregation. General McGonagall has this story career, career, but he's a coward. I mean, here's his answer. General, what do you think about, here, here again, new terminology from the Biden administration. Showering with a female with male genitalia. So showering with a female with a penis. And then you've got women, I guess, whose vagina is a male vagina. That's all new from the Biden administration. And this is our military. But the general has asked, you know what? Don't you think it's rather strange, general, that your general orders now involve males showering with females and the terminology used is females with male genitalia showering with other females? Don't you think that's not a good thing? And his answer is, I think we need to respect the privacy of our soldiers and give them an opportunity to thrive. That's right out of the DNC deflection handbook. Answer the freaking question. And then you've got the idiot next to him, this Miss Warmoth. Who is she? I mean, we're talking about a two-foot... You have all these Democrats, like Ted Lieu, celebrating that Poland is sending MiG fighters to the Ukraine, potentially stirring up World War III, and, our, and what our soldiers are concerned about, it, it, what, what's being taught our soldiers is to how effectively shower as a female with a female with male genitalia next to you. Trying to train our females. And by the way, where are all the women with the fem with the male penises showering with the men? Where, why is that ever brought up? Ever notice it? I mean, again, you think you'd have lots of women identifying as men going into men's rooms. But since men's rooms, men's rooms are disgusting, that doesn't happen. But also you think in the military, if this wasn't a perversion, that it would be 50-50, wouldn't it? You'd have women identifying as men who, don't, who haven't had trans surgery yet where they shave off, basically shave off your forearm and give you a phallus that doesn't work. But you don't have women in the men's, men's shower or women with, with uh, male, with, with feet, women, men with female genitalia, I'm trying to use their terms, in the men's shower. You know why? Because all the men would love it. This is great. But the women don't like it. The women don't like women with male genitalia in their shower. This is our military. And you got Ted Lieu, who wants a two-front war against Russia and China? Who's going to fight this freaking war, Ted? Transgender? You saw the video at the beginning? That was a real-life soldier transitioning live on TikTok. And, oh, here's the latest recruiting. Here's the latest recruitment. for. I know that some of you have seen this, but there's some other commentary on top of it. Play that next one for me, Heather. 
Hey, all you fabulous faces, it's your girl, Harvey Daniels. I'm sad, and sad stands for successful and dangerous, smart and dedicated, sassy and dramatic, strong and determined, spicy and delicious. So that's Joshua Kelly, whose stage name is Harpy Daniels. Harpy's a sailor who says he's not a man or a woman. And the Navy picked this guy to help recruit cadets. Harpy advertises how great the Navy is by dressing in drag. Put- that was the only honest thing that General McGonagall said. Was, do you think this is going to help recruitment? Harpy Daniels? That's going to help you recruit men in the South. But let's, so everybody knows, I know that all the leftists hate the South. But your, your safety depends on the South. Basically, 80% of the military is made up of men from the South. And they're all going to flock to recruitment centers at the request and the behest of Harpy Daniels. And this is why, to national security levels, we are at all-time recruitment lows right now under the Biden administration. So you have an open border with 250,000 people a month coming through under the Biden administration. Record low military recruitment under the Biden administration. Every single household item up minimum of 15% under the Biden administration. Increase of murders in this country up 25% under the Biden administration. Increase of felonious crimes up 40% inside the Biden administration. You go on and on and on. Ukraine invasion under the Biden administration. Taiwan surrounded by the Chinese Navy under the Biden administration. Transgender recruitment inside the military under the Biden administration. And that was happening two and a half years ago. That's 25 months of the Biden administration. Squirrel Mama video, more on the military and transgenderism. Think the military. Listen, everybody on the right loves the military. I love the military. My dad was a career naval officer for 20 years and then taught ROTC for another 20 years. I'm from a military home. My grandfather flew in World War II. I'm from a military family. I love the military, but not the current state of the military under Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley. SITCOM Commander McKenzie, absolute disaster. We're not a credible fighting force. I'm sorry if that offends you. It's being destroyed. It's so weird watching the left destroy the thing that protects them. How are you going to have the right to protest Riley Gaines. That's what they love to do. Protest Riley Gaines. As she talks about not wanting to swim against fully penis Leah Thomas in the the NCAA uh, swimming championship. She doesn't want to do that. How are you going to have the right to protest when you're you're under Chinese occupation? I mean, these people, they just, they're just so, they're so enabled. They're so entitled. They think that you can just, what's so funny is, They'll destroy the military and then ask where the military is. Just like they defund the police and call 911. Just like they say, I don't, I, we don't need oil companies. We have gas stations. We don't need farms. We've got grocery stores. That's how stupid these people are. They don't need to be argued with. We don't need to protest them. We need to ignore them and destroy them simultaneously. Squirrel Mama video, Drag Queen Story Hour, Story Hour funded and taking place on military bases. Play it for me. Go ahead and put up the first slide. I guess my question is, how much taxpayer money should go to fund Drag Queen Story Hours on military bases? You know, Drag, drag Queen Story Hours is not something that uh, the department funds. Go 
well, wait a second, that's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base, that one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia, that's a drag queen story hour for children, then also at uh, Malstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. At the Joint Base Langley Eustis, you put on a drag queen story hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly diversity, equity, inclusion summer festival. And at Nellis Air Force Base, you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things, Mr. Secretary? Listen, uh, drag shows and uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds. So. But wait, why, why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. Why are they happening? I will say again, this is not something that we support or fund. Well, you, so you think hosting a Drag Queen Story Hour on a military base isn't supporting the Drag Queen Story Hour? I stand by what I just said. But, but you may stand by it, but it's belied by the evidence over and over again. I mean, are, 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 are you aware of the uh, piece, uh, Biden's military, Air Force Base in Montana holds drag show, drag queen story hour for kids in the Western Journal. Are you aware of that? Again, I but, will say what I said yeah, before. You're saying what you're saying, but I guess it just doesn't comport with the facts. See, that's the whole thing, and that's what I was saying earlier. I don't know the verbiage. Honestly, I don't know the verbiage to use when you have military. I, Lloyd Austin says that the drag queen story hours done multiple times on military bases funded by the DOD are not funded by the DOD. How do I frame that? I mean, again, I mean, what, how do you, here you have it, Lloyd. These drag queen story hours on military bases funded by the DOD right in front of your face and you say we don't support them or fund them how do i answer that it's like kyle rittenhouse on video in perfect self-defense form defending himself gets tried for felony murder on two counts the exculpatory evidence right there on video he's being a guy is coming at him with a gun pointed at his head first Kyle Rittenhouse shoots him in self-defense. He gets tried. That was the non-murder charges. That was Gage Ross Grosskrantz. He gets tried for attempted murder for that one and then two felony murder charges for the people that were also on video that he was defending. Was, I mean, it's on video. He's defending himself. And then you have DOD-funded, military-funded drag shows on military bases. And then Lloyd Austin answers with, we didn't fund them. But they did fund them. Yeah, but we didn't fund it. It says right here on this receipt that you funded. Yeah, but we didn't fund it. How do you answer that? The only way to answer it is his butt being fired. But the, but the media won't report it. Here's just an interesting, I just show this, this pic. It's an interesting pic. I just, I just wonder how this works out. How does this work out? Mark Milley knew 12 hours in advance that a Unabomber was on his way to the Abbey Gate that killed 13 soldiers. Did, and so did Lloyd Austin, and so did CINCOM Commander McKenzie, and did absolutely freaking nothing. And then after the Unabomber was there, Sniper had him in his sights. And nobody would give, give the order to shoot. Could have killed the Unabomber before he ever set the bomb off. The man did nothing. How does he get all these ribbons for losing? There are, some of those have to be transgender ribbons. 
They have to be for transgender. I mean, hey, here's trans, got transgender story hour. I have to show you this one. Robbie Starbuck, better go to the next one for me. Other this week in Bahrain, this is this is a couple months ago. In Bahrain, the Navy told soldiers that they talk to their children. So the Navy is talking to their soldiers' kids without the soldiers' not sailors' knowledge. So this week in Bahrain, the Navy told sailors that they, the Navy, talks to their children at age 12 about gender identity, sex, STDs, pregnancy, etc., without notifying the sailors. The Navy. Remember Lloyd Austin said, oh, we aren't doing any of these things. But you are doing them. Here's your own people doing it on videotape. Yeah, but we don't do it. That's where we're at. I don't know how to answer that. He needs to be fired. And also, by the way, he's perjuring himself and he's be criminally charged. Here it is on video. Play it for me. Besides that PHQ-9 at 12 years old, we're also doing a HEADS interview. HEADS is an interview, it's an uh, acronym. H-E-A-D-S-S-S. We go into the three S's. One of them is safety. And that's as simple as, oh, are you wearing your bike helmet when you ride your skateboard or ride your bike? Do you wear your seatbelt? You're welcome, safety. <laughs> but then the next S goes into suicide. And I am asking that question. Do you have thoughts of hurting or killing yourself? And the last S is a subject that no parent wants to talk to their kid about. Six. And who gives them the right to talk to your kid about sex without your permission? But the Navy is you, the Navy is usurping the authority of the parent and talking to their kids, the kids of sailors about gender identity, sex, STD, pregnancy, etc., at the behest of, of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who denies doing it when it's on video. That's the Navy right there on the video. On that video is the Navy telling their sailors that they are talking to their kids about sex, trans, uh, uh, transgender, gender identity, sex, STDs, and pregnancy, telling them that they're talking to their kids without their knowledge. And then Lloyd Austin will say, even though it's on video, a Department of Defense video acknowledging that they're doing it, Lloyd Austin will say, you know what? No, we're not doing it. It's the country we live in right now. That's why you have to stand. There, there is no more giving in. You have to stand. Oh, I don't want to make Aunt Susie uncomfortable at Thanksgiving, so I put a mask on. You can't do that stuff anymore. It's go. Listen, we're losing this country in a hurry, but we're also we're winning victories. And we in the church, we can't. It can't be anymore. No politics from the pulpit. It's not a Bible verse. Anyway. It's not a Bible verse. Then who cares what? Who cares anything? that's not in the Bible. Who cares? It's not in the Bible. I don't care what it says. I don't even know. Where's that even written? But anything that's not in the Bible, I don't care. I don't care about it. We must stand against these things. That's what this podcast is all about. I'm first and foremost a born again Christian who's turned from my sin and received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But I am called into the darkness to expose the darkness and bring light into the darkness. To be the restraining that I'm called to be. And so are you. Because you, you can't restrain and comply at the same time. All right, back here. Third, got lots of videos. You got to stay for the videos. You, listen, I'm telling you. It's like 90 seconds worth of me pipping some t-shirts and uh, my wife's podcast. You, listen, 
It's like 90 seconds and then a whole, a whole litany of videos, most of them brand new. So stick around for the videos. I love each and every one of you. God bless you for the 440 people that are on right now, multiple platforms. One more time, like and share. Like We got to get this podcast to thousands. We got to get it to thousands. So like and share. I'm not allowed to friend you. They won't let me friend you. I can't friend. Facebook banned me from friending years ago. I can't friend anybody. But you can friend me and you can share this material. I love each and every one of you. God bless you back here Thursday night, 8.30. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'll see you Thursday night. God bless you. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, is I, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.